0: FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We have a very special guest today and a dear friend, but before I tell you who it is, we've got to thank our sponsors, Finlocker, Next Level Advisors, Incelerate, and WFG Enterprise Solutions. Well, as I mentioned, you guys are in for a treat. We have an industry insider, someone who is highly skilled at networking in the mortgage industry. Some things you may not know, she is a coffee aficionado and a corporate swag guru. Please help me welcome Ashley Gravano, Vice President of Product Solutions at Mortgage Cadence.
2: Oh, I love the intro, Mike, how are you?
1: I'm doing very well, and yourself? Great,
2: great, That's that gave me a chuckle, so it's a great way to start a, a podcast with a with a chuckle, especially in the times that we've been in, I don't think Many of us laugh throughout the day, so I love the intro today. And I'm glad to be on a second time. This is my second official FinTech Hunting Podcast.
1: Well, it is great to have you. And like I said, you know I follow you on social media. I can see how much you love coffee, so I had to add that. And then it's amazing how many companies ask me about you, especially as it relates to corporate swag. So for all of you out there, Ashley loves corporate swag, you can just email her, text her, she'll tell you her size or whatever corporate swag you have, (laughs) Uh, she will accept it and she will probably wear it so you will get good advertising.
2: Yeah, that's so funny because speaking of the coffee, I have one in my hand right now, of course, you know, it's it's, uh, something that is always in hand. But with regards to the corporate swag, it's something I started a few years ago because you know you have friends in the business that you're always trying to help right i mean especially in these times where we're not out at conferences giving these things out so it's the help me help you so you know like you said send me send me some swag and i will certainly wear it with pride and, and share it with my network which you and i you know of course share many uh common connections
1: absolutely so we're in this crazy pandemic where we're dealing oh. with covid what are some of the things you're seeing in the industry? You know, we had a big refi boom last year, tons of capacity. What are you seeing in the industry in 2021 as you talk to all of the people that you're networking with?
2: Well, obviously, we're we're hearing the slowdown of the refi boom, right? I mean, we're hearing that things are starting to, um, you know, the rates are starting to tick up a bit. And because of inventory, some of the buyers and sellers are hesitant because there's really no inventory out there. Um, So I'm hearing that, you know, people are starting to take a breath, but also don't want to pause, because I think you and I talked about this last time, that you never want to stop moving, right? You need to um, focus on long-term goals and and focus on strategy, because you need to be able to pivot um, when things change. So for the last year, like you said, the refi boom has been crazy. People have been uh, inundated with volume, not able to really think about the things that are important like technology or, um, training that, you know, newer employees. I think a lot of companies and to no fall their own really just were bringing in droves of employees and really just trying to get them up and running as fast as they can. And unfortunately in a time where they're not in person. So right. how hard is it to train an employee remotely? Right. I mean, I started at a PHH mortgage many years ago and won't age myself too much, but, I remember sitting chairside and learning and watching and touching the papers, and obviously it was a lot more papers back then than it is now because it's you know pretty much 100% digital. But um, learning remotely has to be so difficult for these employees that are either new to the industry or moving to a different to a different field, or you know kind of like I did, pivoting from one vertical to the next. So you know it's 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 challenging for everyone, but I really think this year you know, the lenders specifically will be able to, to focus on what had to be put, not so much on the back burner, but had to go second, right? Because they're like, we've got to get this volume out because we have to keep our customers happy and we've got to close these loans, which is the most important. But I think a lot of people are feeling the pains of the training and the FaceTime, you know, being able to slow down and take a breath. You know, everyone is saying now, you know, you're not working from home your home at work, right? Right. That's that's really it because most of us, including you and I, I know we've talked after hours, you're 10, 15 feet from your desk. How easy just to be at seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night if you're like, oh, you know, nothing on TV tonight. Let me just go in my office and work.
0: Exactly. Where?
2: Yeah, which is a struggle.
1: Well, and I think, you know, your point of, you know, onboarding people, it's not just getting them up to speed to do their job, but how do you develop that culture? How do you really get them ingrained in what it is you stand for and interacting with the other teams? You know, I think the onboarding challenges, a lot of the times you can get your job done, but you don't even know the other people in all of the different rest of the organization and the different teams. So that's been a huge challenge. you know, and I think we'll see what happens with corporate, real estate. And leases and everything like that, because as I talk to a lot of executives, they're like, yeah, well, we have 200,000 square feet of space and we have 12 employees that are coming into the office. And I think most people are saying, even when things get back to whatever this new normal is and more people have been vaccinated and everything like that, they don't really see it going fully back to everyone back in the office, at least not five days a week, six days a week.
2: Right. Yeah, I am, you know, I've worked remote for five-ish years at this point. I hit my one-year anniversary cadence right at the time of the pandemic hit, literally. So at that point, a year in, I still hadn't met half of the employees, just to talk about the, the culture piece, right? Because so many of us were spread out, you know, we had multiple offices. So, you know, I was looking forward to spending more time and, and meeting people in person. But like you said, when you think about is it going to go back to how it was i think for the for a large part of the industry it will um but if you have people that are just as productive remotely or you know prefer to work remote you know how much of those zombie buildings right if you think about that way or are, are you going right. to start seeing of empty office spaces and and what are they going to do with those but the, the culture is the hardest part because how often can you do a zoom happy hour or how often can you do like uh Everyone is is I I really feel it. I don't know if you agree, but I feel like the 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 burnout is is so under talked about. Maybe it's talked about a lot now, but you know, I'm feeling different.
1: it. I mean, you get you know people say oh Zoom fatigue, but it's real. When you've been on call, when you've been your face in front of a microphone, when you have the camera on all day, when you're jumping from one call to the other, and then I find the other challenging thing is jumping from all the different video conferencing services. So we've got GoToMeeting and then someone else is using Zoom and then someone else is using Team and RingCentral. Yes. And you're like, oh, well, that one's not connecting right. And I can't get my camera working here. I mean, you really have to become somewhat of this digital and audio expert as we're in this new phase of, of what we need to do for business.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And if you run into weather issues, right? I mean, I know Denver just got hit with this big storm. If you're a, an employee that needs Wi-Fi, which all of us do, and you lose Internet, you know, New Jersey got hit with some pretty nasty storms over this pandemic period. I remember days where I'm like, I have no Internet. I'm using my cell phone hotspot right. to run to run my laptop. So that's another thing, you know, thinking about that. But, you know, the Zoom fatigue is is totally real. You know, I think everyone just says yes because they feel like the the relationship piece of this business is is what most of us thrive on, right? I mean, I call myself a connector. You know, I don't like to say I'm a business development or a product solutions person. I'm a connector. I wanna connect people even if I can't help them directly. You know, like Michael, who can I introduce you to that can help you? Um, Right,
1: it's a win-win then. And I think you do a great job of that connecting. Um, so let's talk about, you know, what are some of the things you can do connecting in this new virtual world?
2: What yeah. So I, I,
1: I, I well?
2: yeah. I mean, at the same time, the Zoom fatigue is real, right? You don't, you don't want it to become like, hey, can you jump on a Zoom call? Um, so simple things. And I, we may have talked about this last time, but I know it was so early into the pandemic, we really didn't expect this. But, you know, just sending a note, hey, just checking in, is everything okay? It's all about checking on your people in your network, regardless if they're a customer, you know, friends in the industry. I mean, I have several happy hours that we that I host over time and there's times that we have to cancel because of, of volume, but to the earlier part of the conversation, now that things are slowing down a bit, I think people will be more receptive to just sit and talk to their friends in the industry. It's not about making a sale or it's not about, you know, what can I do from an operations standpoint? It's about just connecting and making sure that your friends in the industry are OK, um, because a lot of people are struggling. And that's something that really isn't talked about because one, you don't have time when you're pushing out files. Right. Um, you know, and on the other side, for the people in the tech industry or in or in the side of the business, that's not driven really by volume. You know, you don't want to upset the Apple cart calling your your clients or your prospects like, hey, you know, can we get a demo? Can we get a demo? Right. So because there's other things that that trump that. So I think, you know, just the checking in, whether it's an email, whether it's, you know, hey, are you comfortable with giving me your address? You know, some people may not be, so that's fine. You know, let me send you out a a note card that just says, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, you know, and even things as far as like tagging people on LinkedIn. You know, I know that we kind of have a pod or a lot of us tag each other because that one shows that you care about someone you're thinking about you know and it's it's giving them a break because i know when i get that linkedin notification i'm like let me check i got a linkedin notification what is it you know it's either you posting something that's inspirational and motivational or something relevant to you know what i need to know what's going on in the industry um so it's going to give that other person a break too uh and we support each other that way for for, you know remotely
1: What are some of the tech priorities you see that lenders have in in 2021? You know, 2020 was I got to deal with all this volume. How do I just get the volume out the door? They added, you know, what Jonathan Corr used to always say is human spackle. But with 2021, what are some of the tech priorities you're hearing from some of the lenders you're talking to?
2: I think they definitely want to fine tune the whole e-sign process, right? I mean, I think this is something that you and I talked about when we were on another uh, video conference uh, in, in early spring last year. You know, throwing it in that this pandemic and and people don't want to go to an office and do a traditional closing. You know, there are limitations in states, and we understand that that certain states don't allow it, that. But I think up until now that wasn't something that was thought about, right? And you know, even when it comes to the notaries and things like that, there's companies out there like Notarize and SnapDocs. So I think the lenders, as things slow down, they'll be able to get a better handle on the process that they can streamline as far as adding additional, you know, tech to their stack. Um, You don't wanna be, and a friend in the business just posted this today, actually, you don't wanna be a Jetson, but you don't wanna be a Flintstone. Right. Um, So there has to be that middle, right? Because there needs to be the human touch to that. You need to have a processor call you. You may have some people that don't wanna talk to someone, that's fine. You know, some people wanna text and they just wanna do everything on their own. But the ones that need people, I'm a person who needs people. I need to be able to talk to my processor or my loan officer and say, hey, like I'm sending you these documents or things like that. But you have some people that just want to do everything on their own. So, you know, self, you know, self-sufficient portals that they can upload docs to, you know, points of sale and things like that that allow the borrowers to come in and just do what they need to do as opposed to just your traditional Um, loan origination system where just the LOs are doing things. So I think a lot of that will um, come to the forefront too because a lot of people aren't going to a brick and mortar
1: to register a loan. So So you make so many good points. And I think obviously, you know, the e-closing people are going to continue to fine tune that process and they've realized, hey, it works. And the one benefit is people are now conditioned to doing that. The, The consumer is conditioned to doing that. To your other point, I think it really does come down to relationships. And as we talk about technology and automation, and you hear everyone talk about AI and robotic process automation, and I think all of those things are great, but they have to realize that it should never be to eliminate people. It should be to how can I improve the process? How can I reduce cost in the process? And more importantly, free up more time so that your people can do the relationship building so that they can foster and develop and grow. And that's why I'm seeing a lot more talk of customer experience platforms, people right. really finding ways because to, to your point, some people want the the face-to-face contact. Some people want to talk to someone over the phone. Some people want text. I think we've got to learn to meet people at their level and quit being so transactional and be much more relational.
2: Right. And, and you definitely have to, um, have wiggle room in the process. You know, uh, at Mortgage Cadence, we talk about people, process and technology, right? I mean, you have to have all three of those. So you need to be able to pivot, obviously, and you need to be able to be, you know, amenable to the different types of customers you get, Um, which in the past, so I feel like pre-pandemic was, this is kind of how it is, and this is how it's kind of gonna be, right? right? So I think this has really, You know it's been a blessing and a curse obviously because it came all at one time um volume and the pandemic and trying to get everyone working from home and you know um figuring that out that had to be a nightmare for lenders i couldn't even imagine being in in the lender space um with everything that they had to do so i think with the slowdown you know i feel like we'll continue to see a little bit of a a slowdown in the refi you know the purchase market it's obviously your traditional spring buying season. But I know, you know, my location here, you know, in the Northeast, uh, East coast, and there's not a whole lot of inventory. So, right. And what is out there is very overpriced. And so I'm hoping this allows the lenders to kind of get their head around what's where to go from here. Like you said, with the AI, that's very important. You know, the, the customer experience stuff, how to improve the customer experience, close loans faster. Um, you know and could continue to pivot with the market and you know what's going on because of course you know we wish we had a crystal ball but we're not sure what's going to happen in the next you know three to six
1: months absolutely talk about the importance of collaboration and i think especially in this virtual world you don't hear enough people talk about it but it's so critical with our partners, with with everyone else. How have you seen collaboration going? What are some good things you've seen in this digital lending environment that collaboration has really enhanced?
2: Yeah, I will tell you, um, you know, Kim Hoffman, dear friend of mine, Susie Limbaum, also dear friend of mine, um, rarely would you see two competing lenders get on the phone and talk about issues they're having. Two years ago, that probably never happened, right? because they're competing lenders but now because of this i mean you have this this group of people that get on the phone and talk about okay this is what we're seeing and feeling if that's not happening because you're looking at it through your lens right so collaboration is so important in the sense of you're looking at it your way and you need to have a voice on the outside i always say this you need to have a voice on the outside of who does things differently and how they're doing it and when you have somebody that's you know and of course not the same lender like the ladies I just mentioned, um, them collaborating together is helping the whole industry. So, you know, I think these roundtables and these virtual conferences and, and talking about, you know, these power hours that you're seeing, although a lot of people are feeling like, okay, great, another virtual conference, but talking about it from a different lens with different perspective is so important, including with your partners, right? I mean, we, you know, us being on the the FinTech side, You know, we have several providers for our clients and we have, you know, monthly calls that say, okay, what are you guys hearing out there so that we can bring this to our customers and say, like, this is what our vendors are hearing. Um, Because if you're just constantly looking at it just from your point of view, you're missing something. You have to talk to other people in the industry, whether it's a competitor, um, whether it's somebody that, you know, like I said earlier, that you can't really do business with. Um, you have to, you have to be open to hearing other opinions and, and different voices to see really, you know, the full picture.
1: Yeah. And you want to avoid those blind spots. You don't want to yes. just operate in a vacuum and think, Hey, this is the only clear path. There's a lot of ways. I mean, we talk to lenders all the time. Everyone originates alone, slightly different, right? They're going to right. have their own kind of way that they do things. You also mentioned conferences and I can't believe we're already winding down and. I could talk to you for hours upon hours and it's so great to connect with you. What is your feeling on conferences as as we go through the rest of the year? You know, digital working, not working, you know, is there any that have jumped out at you that you said, hey, that's worked out really well. I know Cadence always puts on a big conference ascent. How has that kind of been different in this pandemic world and where do you see things through the rest of the year?
2: I mean, I would tomorrow be at a conference if I could. (laughs) just because i i feel like you know everyone that i've talked to anyway is ready um obviously there's certain restrictions with states and things like that um i know everyone's trying really hard including cadence to make these virtual conferences um, as productive and as uh, add as much value as possible i personally struggle with them because i feel like if i'm at my desk i'm going to be multitasking
1: Right. There's so many distractions, right?
2: Right. You're going to multitask. It's very hard to have a one-on-one conversation because most of these conferences, one thing I've seen that I'm not really a fan of is those chat boxes, most of them anyway, everyone's seeing your chat, right? So it's really hard to have a one-on-one. I think I was on one conference that had a, a box that you could just message one person but they're probably being messaged that whole time. So the distractions are so hard where when you're out of the office, whether it's home or your you know, your corporate headquarters, you're not walking around with your laptop in your hand. You may have right. your cell phone and you're there if you needed an emergency, but my folks on my team are not booking meetings because they know I'm out of the office. You know, I'm at a conference. So the multitasking is such a problem, I think, with these virtuals. Because everyone that I've talked to said, yeah, there's been some really great speakers, and I've learned some things, but I did not give it 100% because I have so much else on my plate. Between virtual learning for some people with kids, between different, um, you know, c- different like boards that they're on and different things that they're doing in addition to all of their volume, you know, right. I think we need to get back in person and have that option that says, listen, if you're not comfortable. And the state says it's okay, and the the organization says it's okay. I think the virtual, you know, there should be an option that you can maybe attend some recorded sessions or things like that. But I really feel like they, you know, it's time to get these in person, um, you know, and have a choice.
1: And it's so challenging too. I mean, some of the good I've seen in the digital conferences, I think some of the content has actually gotten better. I think people have done a better job with the content. I don't think anyone's nailed the whole networking thing yet. I think that's still a challenge of how many people do you run into going up the escalator, going down the escalator, walking to breakfast or lunch. Yes, grabbing coffee at the bar. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So all of that, I think, is still very challenging. I think one other thing that I see from a digital perspective that's been good is it's given more people access to this content. Yes, Right. When corporations are open and everyone's there, then only a handful of select people get to go to a lot of these industry events. Whereas now with a lot of the digital, it's opened it up to so many more people. So I I think it's kind of a mixed bag. And I think what we're going to see going forward is some of the conferences are going to come back and we can't wait to get there and it's going to be like homecoming and everyone's gonna have a great time. And I think some of the other conferences, people are gonna realize, you know what? I probably don't need to attend that one. I didn't get much from it. Right, yeah. You kind of a shake up into what conferences add the most value and everything. Ashley, you always provide so many great insights. It is so nice to catch up to you. Thank you for being a guest of this episode of FinTech Hunting. Oh,
2: I love it. Thanks so much for having me. And I uh, look forward to seeing you soon,
1: really soon. Yes, indeed. Hopefully that will be very soon.
0: Introducing FinLocker, a financial super app that originators can provide their customers to improve credit, create and track budgets, save for their financial goals, and get mortgage ready. Users can even search for a home and start their loan application directly from the app. Create customers for life with FinLocker. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow. Are you looking to close more loans in 2021? Experience Incelerate's award-winning customer engagement platform, featuring lead management, CRM, call routing, sales enablement, marketing automation, borrower engagement, and data intelligence through innovative use of multi-channel marketing, text, social media, email, direct mail, phone, ringless voicemail, retargeting, and so much more. Incelerate, helping lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement, Schedule your personal demo today at Encelerate.com. Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head-on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative solutions, world-class customer satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at wfgls.com.